0: Near to the door of my old psychotherapy office was a library cart with books and binders that were somehow in transit, either headed in or headed out, or else strangely circulating on a continuous loop. One of the bigger binders had a label along the spine that read, Answer to Life. It contained articles and papers about Dr. Victor Frankl, a renowned Viennese psychiatrist whose work had become a focus of my graduate study. Before his death in 1997, at the age of 92, Dr. Frankel had been prolific, publishing nearly 40 books in his lifetime. That binder kept getting bulkier and bulkier as I did more and more research. One of my therapy clients, a physician himself, had noticed it growing over months of our sessions. He was bright and witty and forthright, and struggling mightily in both his personal and professional life. He knew things about life and he knew things about death as well. Just after we finished an evening session with his hand on the doorknob, he turned and read that label aloud to me. Answer to life, he said, then paused. That's a nice thing to have. I, of course, laughed. Perhaps with good comic effect, the phrase was taken out of context. It did not scan accurately. According to Dr. Frankl, none of us has the answer to life. Rather, each of us has to answer to life with the lives we are leading. Life itself holds an alienable, an alienable meaning and intrinsic value. For Dr. Frankel, the question was whether we were accessing the fullness of both for ourselves. This therapeutic approach, dubbed logotherapy, was counted as the third Viennese school of psychoanalysis after the Freudian and Adlerian. The Freudians maintained that people were primarily seeking pleasure. The Adlerians maintained that people were primarily seeking power. And Frankel's logotherapists maintained that people were primarily seeking purpose. Without a sense of purpose, Frankel cautioned, people could barely exist. They needed a meaning to their lives. This past Thursday was Holocaust Remembrance Day as it is each January 27th, a date selected by the United Nations because it marks the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz in 1945. The UN declared the 2021 theme facing the aftermath. In the media this week, you may have seen coverage of public memorials or lists of recommended reading. Dr. Frankel's book, Man's Search for Meaning, appeared usually among the titles because in addition to being a renowned psychiatrist, he was also a survivor of the concentration camps. That book is partly a memoir of his experiences in the Holocaust in which he lost his parents, his brother, and his pregnant wife. In it, he admits, how unlikely his survival was. And he also acknowledges how much his own theories equipped him to survive. The first English language version of that book was released by the Unitarian Universalist publisher Beacon Press in 1959. And subsequent anniversary editions of his bestseller have followed. It is is an enduring classic of what has been called survival literature. In 2020, Beacon Press released a long lost 1946 manuscript by Dr. Frankel that had never previously been translated into English and titled it, Yes to Life in Spite of Everything. It was compiled by Dr. Frankel before Man's Search for Meaning had been published under its original German language title. In his introduction to this discovered volume American psychologist, Daniel Goldman, notes that Dr. Frankel's central thoughts on meaning, resilience and the importance of embracing life even in the face of great adversity are relevant still. And that indeed his words resonate as strongly today as the world faces a coronavirus pandemic, social isolation and great economic uncertainty. Because I agree, over the next three months, I'll be leading a book study of Dr. Frankel's work here at UU Wellesley Hills, considering the topics of meaning, value, and survival, each in turn. I hope you'll consider joining me in that study. In 1946, just a year after his liberation from the camps, Dr. Frankel addressed an audience in his native Vienna and called for a spiritual rebuilding of their society. I think the pandemic and someday soon we hope its aftermath will call for something similar in America. In the 20th century post-war Europe faced a mass existential crisis. In the 21st century, the United States likely will too. How well equipped are we to face it collectively and individually? Prior to being sent to the concentration camps with his family, Dr. Frankel worked at a few different hospitals and clinics in Vienna, but always with suicidal patients. He felt called to attend to a population that most psychiatrists would engage with rather warily. He had a respect and affection for those who were feeling suicidal and with considerable clinical acumen, often asked them some paradoxical questions. Why have you not committed suicide? Why do you not commit suicide? He assumed they had good answers and also good reasons. He wanted to make them aware of their will to live and the guiding purpose of their lives. He never denied, diminished or dismissed their individual despair. He recognized how dark and deep it was, how it threatened to devour them. For this reason, his patients were never left alone with their individual devastations. They were not unaccompanied through the valley of the shadow. The good doctor went with them, soulfully and faithfully. Dr. Frankel's psychotherapeutic approach was supremely pastoral. He was not afraid that his patients would ever discover their lives were meaningless because he could not even conceive of that as a possibility. His affirming attitude itself was a form of faith healing. Because belief is not belief in one's own truth, Dr. Frankel argued in his 1946 manuscript. It is much, much more. Belief brings into being that which is believed. If we ourselves that life always has meaning and value, we actually impart these things to it implicitly and we invite others into the shared belief. After the Holocaust, Dr. Frankel would insist that his years in the camps did not inform his psychotherapeutic theories. They only confirmed them for him. Yet his tragic losses, his traumatic experiences, his unthinkable torment, all these made his claims believable to a wider public. He himself became a credible public figure. He was able to console others because of the desolation he himself had known. People cannot ever be truly consoled unless others first understand how desolate they are. People can understand only by connecting another's desolation with their own, by connecting it and never comparing it. Dr. Frankel never allowed for competitive suffering. As he contended, its magnitude is dependent solely on the sufferer. But he railed against senseless and needless suffering as we all should today. He remained a religious person until his death, a devout Jew. For many inmates, he explained, experiences in the camps only deepened their spiritual commitments. Those who died there were often reciting the Shema or Lord's Prayer as their last words. To speak about the meaning and value of life may seem more necessary today than ever, Dr. Frankel declared in 1946. The question is only whether and how this is possible. It has become more difficult to speak of meaning, value and dignity. But we, you use, need to develop precisely this kind of fluency. We need to build a vocabulary for it and understand its grammar. We need to routinely practice conversation with that, whatever religious or spiritual context we situated in today. Additionally, we need to become better acquainted with the varieties of desolation so that we can offer consolation that translates across a range of circumstances. When we connect with our sense of purpose, as the mission statement here at UU Wellesley Hills exhorts us to do, we are not so routinely distracted by either pleasure seeking or power hoarding. Instead, we are formulating answers to the questions that our own lives are actually posing to us day after day. Whether a life is fulfilled doesn't depend on how great one's range of action is, but rather only on whether the circle of one's influence is filled out, Dr. Frankel explained. For several weeks now, as I have been preparing for the sermon and the book study to follow it over the next few months, Dr. Frankel's posthumous release has been on the top of one of the several piles stacked on the library bench in my home office, ready for review. Nearly every day I have glanced at its bright blue cover or read its spine. Yes to life in spite of everything. Yes to life in spite of everything. It is an undeniably bold title. Recalling my position from several years back, I think, that's a nice response to have. Yes, it is. Don't you think so too?